Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to Next Level Brand Behavior, your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. And I wanna add another point. Keep your sanity while doing so. As you all know, we have been in the middle of a pandemic and so many of us are trying to do so many things to stay afloat, but at the end of the day, we have to make sure we're maintaining our well-being. And so I want to make that a note as we continue these conversations. And it will always be a part of my conversation moving forward. And so um, I'm excited because this next series that I'm starting is called Mind Over Matters. And just really talking about how do we make sure our brains are together, our well-being is together, our health is together while we're out here changing the world and thriving. You know, we still got to survive, right? And so... I'm excited to start that series, and my first guest on this series is Ms. Vanessa Griffiths. I'm so excited to have you, Vanessa. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't know I was the first guest. Wow. Yeah, you I are. We're honored then. Thank you. Yes, yes. You are the first guest on this series, and so we're, we're kicking it off. We're kicking it off. And wow. we just... We just came out of the Storytelling for Impact series, and I ended with Kevin Carroll, who literally talked about play, the importance of like navigating your adult and making sure that you're taking care of your well-being and just be, you can be like a kid. You should be imaginative and you should be curious. And so we really talked about play and I wanted to keep that momentum and mm-hmm. stay on this concept of well-being and, you know, your mind how do we we work on our mind and so i'm excited to have you because you are an entrepreneur you're a mom you have your boo you have a life partner <laughs> and so we also know when you know we're when you're given so much in so many different areas it can be draining and i think also as women everyone doesn't know our plight they don't always get our plight when we're trying to manage it all Absolutely. It's a lot. (laughs) It can be a lot, I should say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Vanessa, um, she's an entrepreneur. She's managing everything. And, you know, what it's so crazy because usually when I have my guests, I've somewhat somehow met them in another life. Like I've, I've engaged with them before and we met on Instagram. <laughs> we met on Instagram, and I looked at your page and what you were doing, and checked out your business. And I said, "Okay, I have to get Vanessa on the podcast. Let's have a conversation." Amazing! Um, no, I'm so happy you did. I am too. I am too. So, a little bit about Vanessa before she goes into her creative love story. Vanessa does a brilliant job with marrying culture, technology, and human behavior to design marketing experiences that matter. And it's important to say that that matter because it's so much going on in the world. We see things, people are marketing every day. And you're like, does that really change anything? Is that really going to save lives? Is that, is that really going to improve someone's life experience? And Vanessa cares about the things that matter. So she's taken all of her skills and her gifts, and she's also partnered with her co-founder, 
to start Gift Better Co. And so Gift Better Co. is this corporate giving surf, gifting service that marries corporate social responsibility and gifting to empower businesses to foster more meaningful relationships while fueling social impact at scale. So I love it, uh, Vanessa. I love it. And we know we're living in a time now where employers, employees need more than just a job. They need more than just a, a title, task, responsibilities. They need to know that they matter as people in the workplace. And so um, I love this whole concept of gift giving and making sure that you're taking care of the people who help take care of the brand. And so that's so important. And so I'm excited to have this conversation with Vanessa today and learn more about her business and more about her because the goal of this podcast is to always talk about the person. Um, the business is an extension of who we are. It's part of our platforms to share our gifts, but Vanessa is so much more than her business brand. She is a brand. So let's talk about it. So welcome again, Vanessa. That's my intro spiel. And I'm so glad to have you. That was so impressive. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. I tell no lies when I introduce my guests. So Vanessa, my first question that I always ask my guests is what's your creative love story? And I believe everyone is creative, no matter what you do. And I just want to know, when did your gift, your purpose make its debut and how has it shaped your life today? First of all, I love that question and I love the framing of it as a creative love story because I always tell myself or not tell other people about myself that I'm a creative person that just never really, I guess I worked in creative industries, but I never worked in creative roles in particular. Um, But I would say I'm a marketer by trade, but a writer in my heart. I think I always have loved the written and spoken word from when I was young, like any speech, I was all ears. Um, I love to read, et cetera. So yeah, I, I was always writing kind of poetry and whatever as a kid. Um, and it was, I think I was 10 or 12 years old when I saw the Pepsi Gladiator commercial, the Super Bowl commercial with Pink, Beyonce, and Britney Spears in it. And that commercial like changed my life. Um, I was so floored by how did all my favorite artists get into the same commercial? Why do they love Pepsi so much? How do I have goosebumps right now? Who put this together? Like it was bigger than just watching what what I was seeing. I was really curious about everything else behind the scenes and what made that moment happen. Um, So I always say that that was like the pivotal moment that turned me from probably going down a path of writing and creative writing to really being interested in marketing and advertising before I really even knew what it was. I was just like from that moment forward, every commercial that I saw or every ad that I saw in magazines, I was so, so curious about the people behind that. Cause I knew it wasn't like Pepsi didn't just birth that. Right. Um, yeah, that's kind of my story. And so I went into school, I kind of focused on creative writing in high school. And then I went into communications and university with the intention always that I wanted to learn and get more into advertising and marketing. And I did exactly that. Um, It's not as streamlined as it sounds. I definitely kind of bounced around career-wise for a while, as so many do, I'm sure. But um, yeah, that's always kind of been 
my heart is writing and then really using words to create moments. I love it. Using words to create moments. And it's amazing when I think about a moment, just that moment of seeing that ad and how it just, it shifted your mindset. It shifted your, your path. Um, and how you decided to apply that to your life, you fell in love with it. And, so, <laughs> and I definitely understand the, the navigation with marketing. You know, it, it it's I feel like it's one of those careers where you just don't stay on one path for too long. You know, especially when you're a creative, you 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 keep it moving. You keep it moving. And so, yeah. Well, so for me, I started out interning in public relations. I was working at a beauty brand and I was doing a lot of influencer marketing before influencer marketing was really a thing. So my job was to reach out to different beauty influencers on Instagram and ask them if they wanted to us to send their product, to send them product, sorry. Um, so that was the majority of my first internship. From there, I grew into other uh, more influencer type roles and still in PR. And then eventually I started working for a tech company that was also an influencer marketing agency. So the, the company itself was a influencer marketing um, app. Mm-hmm. And so I was working on both ends and that's where I got agency experience because I was putting together these branded campaigns, but I was also working on marketing a tech platform. And that was my first kind of foray into technology. And then as my career advanced, my roles just got more and more technical because I was really comfortable with um, taking kind of complex things and uh, translating them into words that most people could understand, but more importantly, feel. Got it. No, I love it. Like a translator. Yeah, like, exactly. If anybody, I mean, most people who have worked with developers know that it's pretty easy for things to go over your head. And I got a lot of practice in uh, breaking things down. So that's a skill that I've carried with me for, I still use it often i bet especially with your business i i mean i'm i i can only imagine having a business that is very tech driven that you have to constantly innovate or iterate to make sure that you're meeting the demands of your market and so um i want to talk a little bit about like transitioning into full entrepreneurship and taking that leap and there's so many people who, even in the past year, who have taken that leap and so many people who are afraid to take their leap. You know, they're either still within their corporate position or they're kind of side hustling that business. And so many of us, I, I know before I, before I launched my agency, it was a side hustle for a little bit because I had to make sure that I was literally ready I just think that it's awesome that you've transitioned into full entrepreneurship. And so I would love to hear, like, what was that mental process like? Because we don't always talk about the mental process. You know, people tell, I always say, you get the glory, but you don't know the story. How how was that? And how did you navigate that? Yes. So it is quite a story for us um, in particular. When we started Gift Better Co., I had already resigned from my job um, at a tech startup um, because I had every intention of doing full-time freelance like marketing consulting. I just um, had been doing 
like a ton of side hustles similar to you and I felt that I was ready and more than I felt like I was ready I felt that I couldn't be in my role anymore just because there was something bigger pulling me and it was just getting kind of unbearable to be there um and you know no shade to anybody that I was working with I loved it there but it was just like that that voice was getting really really loud So I had left already with the intention of doing full-time freelance marketing and my business partner at the time, we had been speaking for about a year about starting a business, but we didn't know what we wanted to do. So we had thrown around ideas, kind of created these high level business plans and gotten pretty far with a few different concepts and then backed out for whatever reason. And then the, the idea for gift better came really quickly one day because I was finishing up in my role actually at my last job and I was always in charge of corporate gifting and it was a really cumbersome process that I was never happy to be doing and so that idea came up about just making it better and then making it more meaningful kind of got piled on top of that and then that's how we kind of came up with the idea but all that to say is that I had already kind of made the leap in my head before we even started the business. So it's a little unorthodox. Do not recommend. Um, yeah, please don't do that. Um, but I will say over the last year, so I had my son in September. So I've been on maternity leave from a full-time job that I had taken uh, for almost a year now. But I actually just made the decision like two weeks ago to not go back Um largely because the business grew faster than I ever could have imagined over the course of the last year and a bit. Um, And my business partner and I had been going back and forth about whether it was time for me to come on full time. Uh, The company's been profitable since we started. So it was really just a matter of committing to paying salaries, (laughs) two big salaries. We already have three employees, but we were like hesitant about our own. Um, And it actually came down to one of my mentors. And I think that this advice is like so crucial for anybody who is in a similar position where they're thinking about making the leap and they don't really know if they're ready yet. A a very new mentor to me, we had one call and it was totally a game changer, but he said, it sounds like for the last little while, you've been trusting yourself to figure out how to build the machine. And that's great. But now that you've done it, do you trust what you've built? Wow. I was like, sir, it's 10 a.m. Like, I don't, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then I resigned like the next day. So that was, um, because we did trust the machine. We trusted the machine enough to care for the employees that we had already hired. So it was bigger than us at that point. Um, and it just made sense. And he was also, he highlighted to me, like, what are you, imagine what the business is not doing with you, not there full time. And that kind of made it very clear to me. Oh, I, I love that. No, I love that. I love that you brought up having a mentor. Um, I think oh. yes. that's crucial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot tell you how important mentors have been throughout my entire career. Um, even like before they were formally mentors, just having different people in my corner that I could, that I knew that I could go to with things has been so crucial for me. Um, and then most recently, since we started the business, uh, we became part of different kind of startup accelerators and things like that, where we had access to more 
formal mentorship with people in our industry. And that's been, I, I posted it on Instagram like yesterday about, cause somebody asked me about starting a business. And I said that surrounding yourself with people who are either like only a few steps ahead of you, they don't have to be, you know, you don't need Mark Zuckerberg to mentor you. <laughs> it can be literally anybody. Um, but that's the cheat code is like having people around you that you can bounce ideas off of that, that will share resources with you as they get them. Um, which is why mentorship is important to me as somebody who gets mentored, but I also mentor often as well. Cause I think lifting while you climb is really important. Yeah. No, I love it. And it it also, it, the fact that you, you give back, it really speaks volumes to how connected you are with your own business brand. You know, giving back is a gift, you know, to someone. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love that. I love the whole idea of mentors. I've always been a person, I, I, I call people your brand advocates. You know, they're the people who are advocating for you. They are championing you yes, along yes. the way and, you know, helping to guide you um, to make sure that you're meeting your goals and you're being your best self and always leading in your authentic space. And so um, I love that. Something else you mentioned about leaving your position um, prior to going full-time into your business, you mentioned that it became unbearable. And it's, and I also love that you said, and it's, it's no shade to, you know, your former employer. um, But sometimes we get into a place where, like you said, there's something pulling us that's greater and it may be greater than the position that we're in. It may, it's something it's, and it's your purpose, you know, it's, it's pulling you. And, and I think that sometimes employers may take it personal, like you are, you know, now sometimes it could be personal depending on who you work for, but (laughs) other times it's all, it's personal for you because it's something that you have to do for yourself. And that takes courage that takes courage. That's a, that's a whole nother mindset thing. Yep. And that voice I think was in me from when I started my first job out of school, to be honest, I was never exactly fully comfortable in um, the corporate roles that I had. Actually, I got fired from my first corporate role. Like that should have, that was the voice probably (laughs) kind of really telling me go. Um, But I, you know, you kind of find different ways to muffle it and like, oh, if I had a better position here or if I got paid a little bit more here and then, yeah, eventually it doesn't work anymore <laughs> and your purpose is more powerful than whatever you think is going to kind of placate you, right? So, um, yeah, I think it's always been there and that's another piece of advice that I have for anybody who thinks that they might be meant for something different than whatever like nine to five or whatever situation that they're in is like ask yourself what it would take to get out of the situation and like what you would be doing if you were out of your nine to five or whatever it is that you're in and kind of like make it a goal to get there but you don't necessarily need to jump ship as soon as you feel it because if I had done that I would have been in a lot of trouble (laughs) um I definitely wasn't always ready but I knew that it was something that I was working toward even if I wasn't actively building a side business or whatever that was. I just knew that it was something that would happen eventually. Yeah, absolutely. It, it sounds like you need a, a plan. You have to be strategic about it no matter what. And um, so that you can sustain it, you know, mm-hmm. because the, the biggest fear, and it's okay to go back if you have to, but if you never want to go back, have a plan. 
<laughs> so that you can sustain it. Yeah. yeah. And also while you're planning and while you're getting your ducks in a row to make the leap, take in as much as you can in the situation that you're in because you can always be learning something. And I think that that's really important too is like it's easy, especially on the internet, for people to like put down, you know, nine to fives. And like there's so much to be learned there. You can learn in a very comfortable, for the most part, environment. You there's people all around you who are doing different things. Like take that soak in as much as you can. I'm like so thankful that I um kind of came up in startups because everything that was happening in the business was happening right in front of me all the time. So if I wanted to I mean, it was hard not to listen to other team meetings and stuff. So I kind of always knew what was going on, but I definitely don't jump ship just because you have the pull, like make sure that there's a strategy behind it and really figure out like, how long can I get paid to learn the skills that I need to make my business more prosperous later? Mm, That's good. (laughs) No, I love that. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the whole sustainability piece. Like how do you, you know, I, I love that you, you, you didn't shade corporate or, you know, a nine to five. I think there are a lot of people who say, I got to give up my nine to five, nine to five. If it depends on who the person it is and if it works for you and it'll help you, uh, it'll propel you to that next level. And it's something, and it's like, to your point, if you can still bear it, if it's not unbearable, <laughs> make use of it. Right. <laughs> and that'll help keep your sanity too. Right. Because the whole thing is no matter whether you're working for someone or working for yourself. And even when you're working for yourself, you're still working for someone. If it's your customer or your client, you still have to make sure you're able to mentally be prepared for that. And you have to take advantage of the resources that'll even help you to prepare your mindset for leadership in a larger role in terms of managing a business. And so it, it, it takes a lot, a lot of moving parts that require courage and um preparation absolutely preparation no i love it um so let's talk a little bit more about gift giving um gift giving if anyone has ever read the book about love language is definitely a love language and (laughs) and i know many people who love gift giving i'm i think gift giving is like my second love language i'm more of a words person um but i don't think we oftentimes we talked a little bit about this at the beginning of our conversation about where the world is going in terms of how employers really need to show up for employees right now. And give giving is a form of care. It's a form of gratitude, you know, and, and really saying, I see you. And so in your experience, how, how does gift giving affect employee behavior like what what are some of the outcomes that employers can expect when they you know take on this love language and and share it with their employees so from a personal perspective gift giving nobody generally is angry to receive a gift i think that this the show of thoughtfulness goes such a long way in just building or maintaining or strengthening a relationship in some way and when we do that as employers to our employees, we're saying thank you and acknowledging all that they do outside of, you know, what it is that they get paid for. And I think that that's so important because as we've learned throughout the pandemic, there's so much going on outside of just our jobs. And so 
acknowledging somebody in a way that's not directly tied to their performance or whatever that may be, I think is so, so important. And we know, so I always say like, if customers are coming to us and gifting is their only employee engagement strategy, then they're probably not going to get the results that they're looking for. I think that we play a really key role in a more holistic employee engagement strategy that should be tied into corporate culture as a whole. And that should be coming from the top down. Like no gift is going to band-aid a bad corporate culture, but gifts can absolutely enhance employee engagement by making them feel acknowledged and appreciated, which can go such a long way because studies show that more engaged employees are, I think it's between 17 and 23% more productive. And of course, productivity is going to boost the bottom line. Um, If you scale back even a little bit more, a happier employee or an employee that feels appreciated is going to take way more pride in the company that they work for, which is going to help them service customers better, which is going to help them collaborate more smoothly. So I think on on a really large scale, while it's not gifting specifically, employee engagement overall is a really important thing that companies need to zero in on if they're not already. And it's really interesting now with the pandemic and so much of the workforce going remote, companies can't rely on, you know, team lunches or really cool office spaces or ping pong tables in offices anymore. Um, They really have to think about how they're approaching company culture, how they're acknowledging and appreciating their employees. And like I said, I think gifting can play a really great role in that. We take on the vast majority of the heavy heavy lifting for gifting so they can really automate it so that we can we're doing it at every birthday at every work anniversary whatever that looks like but again um I think that that the gifting is just a nice add-on to a very focused employee engagement plan no I love it I love that you mentioned that there's more that has to be done you just can't give a gift and expect um, to build or develop an ambassador. Cause the other thing is employees are ambassadors too, right? So mm-hmm. you not only want them to, to feel like they're an important part of this brand and that we value their performance, but you also want employees to, you know, I don't know about scream from the mountaintops, but you want them to love where they work and share it with other people, you know, um, they're part of, the customer engagement process too. Um, and so I think sometimes we forget about that because social media is so important that if an employee posts something about their experience in a workplace and it gets shared and promoted, then that affects your reputation as well. So you you have to really see how valuable they are um, to growing the brand, sustaining the brand, and most important, just how valuable they are as people, as human beings, yeah. right? It's just, yeah, yeah. you know. And yet, and you mentioned earlier that people aren't just looking for a job, right? And we know that the as younger people come into the workforce, they're expecting more and more that their employees are their employers are providing for them in ways that aren't just a salary and benefits. Um, they're looking for companies that they align with on a moral level or whatever that looks like, right? So. Um, it's really important to, to show appreciation as, as much as you can, again, in ways outside of gifting. I'm trying, I'm trying really to emphasize that like, yeah, giving, and it's the same way in a relationship, like giving a gift, if 
you've been neglecting me for the last month is not going to be helpful. You know, <laughs> I'll take it, but we're not helping anything here. Um, but yeah, so, and, and also with, especially with millennials and more, even more so with Gen Z, um, there's a lot of pressure on companies to really make a, a statement about what it is that they believe in as well. Um, so I think valuing your employees is one that you absolutely need to make, but it's also for, in our, uh, scenario, especially, um, our clients are able to kind of put their money where their mouth is as far as corporate social responsibility, because we tie each gift to a social impact. So each gift that we have does something specific, um, by giving back to a charity. So some of them plant five trees, for example. Uh, some of them vaccinate a stray animal. Um, but we really pair based on what, what it is that matters most to the company. And that's just another opportunity to reinforce those company values and hopefully get that emotional buy-in from employees so that they become, like you said, their brand champions. Oh, I, I love that. That's that's literally doing work on a... Um in a collective world changing way. Like you're, you're more than just your service offering. You can really have a greater impact outside of that. And I, oh goodness, Vanessa. So I, we can, we'll probably be over here all day because I'll probably start to go deeper and deeper into your, your business. <laughs> um, but no, I love that. And I, and I love the whole, I love the whole um, CSR um, connection. And the other thing is, ESG is really big now and a lot of you know investors are looking for companies who actually invest in you know environmental social and governance experience and how you treat your employees are part of governance Absolutely. and you know DEI and and so you know these are you know for a lot of people it may just seem like buzzwords but it's a reality of you know what's important in society today and um i love what you're doing because you're offering something that can help meet those needs and you know support them and um leveling up and you know not only meeting the needs internally i mean externally with customers but internally and also broader even with the world so you know i love it vanessa thank you i love it and so my next question, you know, is kind of going back to you. So you're changing the world with your business. <laughs> so we've established that, you know, you're, you're changing the world and um, doing some, uh, some incredible work um, when it, in regards to give giving and, and corporate engagement and employee engagement. And so, you know, at the beginning of our conversation, we talked a little bit about the mini you know, roles that you have. And even in all of your roles, you have to understand the importance of maintaining and managing relationships. And so I want to know, and I'm sure listeners want to know, how do you manage a healthy relationship um, with your co-founder? And, you know, what advice would you give someone who's looking to build very important relationships that will enhance or, you know, build their personal or business brands? Because I can only imagine with how important relationship building is to you and where you're talking about employee engagement, it, it could be a lot. It can, for sure. Um, so my co-founder and I have known each other for eight years, probably nine years, maybe now. Yeah. Um, so we like dated before we entered this partnership. Um, <laughs> and 
we started out, like I said, we have had both been kind of business nerds and we always found ourselves talking about business at parties, like, you know, reviewing Dragon's Den kind of thing (laughs) and tossing around business ideas. And one day she messaged me and said, do you think that you'd like to get together once a week maybe to kick around business ideas and see if we could start something? And so we did that for almost a year before we actually entered um, into like a formal partnership on Gift Better. And our relationship has been, so it's challenging, of course, like the, as soon as you, especially like, obviously the goal of a business is to make money and that comes with pressure. And so for us, it's been really important to communicate as much as possible when we're feeling tapped out, Um, especially for me with having a baby also in the first year of our business. Um, And now like he's still here. So (laughs) ongoing. (laughs) Um, So for us, it's really important to just continuously communicate and check in on a business partner level, but also on a friend level. I think that balance is really important for for Mm -hmm. both of us as well. It's really easy for me to speak to her all day from nine to five, but then she's still one of my best friends. So making sure that I'm not like just clocking out hypothetically and then forgetting about her. um, I think that's something like we're literally always speaking. So yeah, communication is really important. I would say for anybody who's looking for or thinking about a business partner or getting a business partner, sorry, I would say that it's really important to both be on the same page before you get started as to like what you're expecting out of each other and out of the business, what you're hoping to do with the business. Um, For us, the trajectory of our business has kind of taken on a new shape as we've grown, um, just because things have grown faster than we expected. And so, um, yeah, things kind of grew way faster than we expected. And so we kind of had to have had to recalibrate and figure out how we're going to scale and how we're going to maintain things. So uh, really, it's taken on a whole new life. And it's just been really, really important for us to continuously be in touch to make sure that like we're okay on a work capacity level and also on an emotional capacity level. I think that that's the most important thing. I love it. I love that you mentioned, um, I love that you mentioned setting expectations um, in terms of, I think that with any relationship that you have, especially if it's an important relationship that is going to, sustain your personal life or your business life, you have to set expectations early on, right? So everyone knows what they're getting into, you know, how to how to manage the relationship. And so um, I love that you've mentioned that. And I also love that you mentioned that, you know, she's your friend, you know, and yeah. I, I, sometimes people are afraid to go into business with their friend. And so I love yeah. that you brought that up. Like where you, you all were friends before the business, and and decided to partner and say hey you bring something to the table I bring something to the table let's let's do this (laughs) and and like I wouldn't go into business with any of my friends you know I, I I don't recommend that anybody go into business with any friend um her and I specifically had this shared like passion for starting a business um and I kind of knew what she was capable of just from being her friend and seeing her growth 
over the years and she had the same for me so we had this trust in each other's capabilities more so really than like that's more why we got went into partnership than just because we were friends because again I understand why going into business with friends can be sticky um but yeah I think we both kind of felt really good about it and thankfully it worked out we've definitely had I shouldn't like gloss over everything there's definitely been like with any business there's been kind of like ups and downs and different points of tensions where maybe we weren't communicating our expectations clearly and so they weren't met from either side um but again just having that level set and that's something that I think has been really important for us and we've gotten way better at over the last year especially now like year two in our business is having these check-ins where it's like we can be open and honest here and we call it like business therapy we just get it out and then (laughs) carry and make a strategy to like address different concerns that we each have and then move forward awesome I love open and honest um building that trust are there any other characteristics that people should look for in those types of important relationships yes so I think that if you can observe this in a friend before going into business with them it would be really helpful but some sense of accountability is really important um of course like dependent or reliability as well like can you rely on this person for day-to-day things because if you can't trust them to show up on time for whatever you're going to can you trust them to meet a deadline for example um yeah I would say that those are the two biggest things because I think lack of accountability in a partnership will often lead to resentment um from the other person and that is so hard to have toward a friend right Um, And it's also not productive to hold, to have in a business partner. So making sure that you can have real conversations, accountability can be taken on both sides so that you can both move forward in a way that you're not just like harboring these feelings of resentment is really important. I love it. So accountability, reliability, um, open and honest relationship, um, trust. Overall, it, you, you need to trust them. Yes. Um, and this can apply to if you go into business with a friend or if you go into a business with any, you know, anyone or yeah, if you're, yeah, even if it's not business, if you're just trusting them with your vision to, to be a part of the, <laughs> to be a part of the vision, um, these are important qualities to have. Um, but I love that you are in business with your friend and it's a, it's a good example to have because I think some of us are afraid may be afraid to go into business with our friend like I don't want to lose my friend it's like when when someone's like I don't want to date my friend I don't want to lose my friendship (laughs) and so business is is a marriage so uh, I love this I love this this positive take on it and someone needs to hear it I definitely (laughs) love hearing it so thinking about relationships and kind of staying on that topic a little bit and you have your relationship with your business partner and um, you're a mom, you know, you're a mom, you know, you have a life partner, you know, and you're an entrepreneur and I'm sure you have many other roles that we won't get into today. How do you practice self-love and self-preservation, you know, to make sure you're able to 
maintain these relationships, maintain your business, um, but most importantly, maintaining yourself? Mm, That's a good question. Um, I have always been self-care, I guess, in whatever capacity has always been really important to me, Um, largely because I've always been really uh, aware of how I'm feeling in different moments and how those feelings affect my ability to, to perform or be productive. And so I've always been really diligent about paying attention to myself um, mm-hmm. and just noticing when I'm like approaching capacity or I maybe need a nap or I need to like not eat pizza four days in a row so that I don't feel so groggy or whatever that looks like, you know? Um, so that kind of stuff has always been very second nature to me. Like I've always been a really heavy journaler because I just need to get things out of my head. Um, And it also helps me just clear, get a more clear understanding of how I'm feeling. Um, So now that I have a ton of obligations that aren't just to myself, um, that's been a little bit of a trickier dance. Um, One thing that I'm really diligent, diligent about now, and I still, I don't see that changing a whole lot has been sleep. That's really important to me. And that just, I don't think that's going to change. It's obviously hard with a baby, but um, yeah. So like getting enough sleep is really important to me. And that's something that I will not waver on. (laughs) Like no matter how tired or the project, I can have a project that's taking up a lot of time and, you know, doing it late one night or maybe two nights is fine. But I tried really hard not to make, habits of kind of overstepping the boundaries that I've already set for myself because I know that if I don't get enough sleep for three days in a row that I'm not going to show up well at work the next day Mm -hmm. I'm not going to show up well for miles is my son I'm not going to be the best person to be around in general so I try to kind of keep those things in the back of my head and make sure that I'm tending to myself constantly so sleep is really important uh journaling is really important I try to like move my body as much as possible but I would say like three or four days a week at least I try to like really get a lot of energy out because I have a lot of it shockingly um (laughs) I'm trying to think yeah I would say the biggest thing for me is like going inward whenever I can and like assessing how I feel and that's usually just like do I feel overwhelmed right now yes and it's like is it work is it life things you know what is it trying to kind of figure that out and journaling helps me do that um but yeah staying committed to kind of those things and at the same time I should say not being super diligent about it or sorry not being super um like restrictive about it because I think that if you like put or for I should say for me at least if I tell myself I'm going to journal three pages a day every day for the next however long and I'm going to do this and this and this, when one thing falls off, it's really easy for me to be like, oh, out the window, there it goes, my whole self-care routine. Now I'm overwhelmed and I'm never going to get out of this hole that I'm in. And It just like piles up very quickly. Yeah. So I kind of just take a very relaxed approach to self-care and make sure that I'm feeling good in moments. And if I'm not feeling good, I take note, figure out what it is that I need and kind of go to the, the main things that usually help me feel better. I love that you practice that self-awareness and just kind of look at how you're feeling and reacting to that. And, you know, I've, I've personally have been 
going through this thing where I'm trying to pay more attention to myself and my my feelings. And um, I have a mindset coach, and she told oh, me, um, shout out to Ashanti. Um, she she was like, I need you to just sit down for two minutes with yourself. That was the hardest thing oh, in the world yes. because. I started thinking about what I need to do for my business. I started to think about what I wanted to read, what I needed to study. You know, did I, did I feed the dog? Like, you start like twitching a little bit. You're like, oh, I'm not <laughs> yeah. And I realized that sometimes it's hard to just sit with yourself and, you know, just be, you know, mm-hmm. just be, you know, we're hearing a lot right now. It's like, you're a human being, not a human doing. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, I it can be difficult. And so I love that, you know, you do that and sleep. That is like one of the most basic self-care requirements that we struggle with, Vanessa. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Sleep is, I think I've just always been a sloth. I'll preface this by saying that I probably need more sleep than most, but And I also understand that being able to sleep as much as I do is a privilege. There's so many people who just don't have the time to do that. Um, But I just really try to like organize my entire life around being asleep by about 11 if I'm pushing it, ideally 1030. And then I wake up with my son, which is usually like 530 or six, but he wakes up in the middle of the night and I still wake up for that. But overall like I just try to really arrange my life around being asleep in those times or else it throws off my whole day yeah no I that's still you know recognizing who you are and what you need right and um something that you know of course studies say turn off your electronics you know making sure you put the phone down um something that we recently did that I think was a, a mistake was putting a TV in the bedroom because I like watching TV. It's like my favorite nothing to do pastime. So now I'm like zoomed in to this TV when I know I need to go to sleep, but I'm now watching this movie or this series. I'm like, I just want to get one more episode in. And so, uh, you know, you, if, if you're aware of who you are, you have to make decisions ahead of time to make sure that you're able to practice the self-care that you need. So for me, it's, removing that tv from the bedroom because i don't have self-control to turn it off <laughs> when i need to go to sleep oh, so, sure. yeah i i haven't had one in my room i think as an adult but i know as a teenager i would just stay up until 4 a.m because like why not watch another movie um and that's a speaking to just like having those kind of boundaries or knowing how to set yourself up i guess to be in the best position is like i know my skincare routine at nighttime takes forever so I know I need to get upstairs by like 9.50 in order to be in bed by 10.30. And that's something that's like an easy cutoff for me. So like as my night is winding down, I'm like, oh, it's 9.30. I can watch one more 22-minute episode and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> no, I love it. And, you know, for anyone who's listening, if you, if you can't see Vanessa's face, her skin is flawless. So <laughs> you need to share their skincare routine with the rest of us. <laughs> I heard a skincare routine, sleep, journaling, which is perfect because, you know, you said that you are a writer in your heart. (laughs) So you're getting all those thoughts out. Mm -hmm. Um, When I talked to Kevin in my previous episode, he mentioned, you know, writing down three things that 
um, went well for that day, you know, yeah. before you go to sleep, like, you know, what are three, cause sometimes we, we get in the bed with the world on our shoulders and then you can go to sleep, but it doesn't mean you're resting. You're, you're just there. And so, um, journaling is huge. And so thank you for sharing your self-care routine. You have anything else you want to add that I missed? Oh, um, so this is also going to be, um, different for everybody in terms of how they work. But for me, going back to me feeling like a creative at heart, I, I like really need to give myself space to produce what I feel is the best work that I can. Mm -hmm. And it took me a really long time to understand that because I think that in a lot of corporate cultures, um, output is very much valued over, or sorry, um, like efficiency is valued over process or the creative process, especially. And so a lot of people kind of get stifled because they're um, under pressure to, to produce work all the time. And so I'm really thankful that now as I am, I've kind of, you know, I own my own business and I can give myself that space. Um, But that's something that I've learned that really helps me mentally and also helps me produce better work is giving myself like a, a good buffer to be creative. And like you said, to kind of be a kid, to let that creativity come through. I think that that's so important. And it's something that took a really long time for me to learn because I thought that I was just bad at work for a while. Because mm. I just like, deadlines just stressed me out, of course. And I was always producing, 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 but I didn't feel that it was that good. And then I realized as I started freelancing that, if I could like control the the timelines a little bit more and give myself more buffer to just like, even to not think about that thing, but to be, to have the tab open, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's there, but I'm just going to poke around on Buzzfeed or whatever for a while. Like that kind of space, it is work if, if it's tied to an outcome. Right. So, so that's something that I think has been really uh, integral for my self care is like, understanding how I work a little bit better and knowing that I need a buffer to just kind of kick ideas around without pressure. Yeah, no, I, I, that's great. That, that is awesome. I, um, I I think sometimes the challenge that we have sometimes, sometimes, and this has happened to me in the past is that I find that creative buffer and then sometimes it turns into a thing. You, you know, you get into that buffer. That's how an artist, you know, who's like, I just, paint for relaxation for fun next thing you know they've opened a gallery and they have prints and and it now has become a demanding thing on their life and so it really takes self-control or really identifying that thing that this is my creative outlet that doesn't have to be a thing it it, is it's for me it's for me Um, no I think that's great Vanessa, my last question for you is how do people connect with you? You know, how, if people want to, you know, reach out to you to learn more about what you're doing and your business and, you know, however you choose to connect with, with folks, how should people connect with you? So I am always on the internet. You can find me (laughs) on my phone, um, Instagram and Twitter. It's, it's just Vanessa the three words it's just Vanessa some people are like Vanessa that doesn't work um and then my company is giftbetter.co well it's giftbetterco but the website is giftbetter.co uh you can 
check out our online store there. But for high volume corporate gifts, reach out to us. We really take off, take on all the heavy lifting so that whoever is tasked with gifting, because I understand it's nobody's job really in particular, uh, you can just unload it on us and we'll happily do that for you. Um, but yeah, Vanessa Griffiths on LinkedIn, if you want to message me for anything in particular, otherwise I'll be on social media. Oh, I love it. Well, Vanessa, this has been such an enlightening, fun, um, and engaging conversation. I swear I reached out. I was like, you know, it's going to be 20 to 40 minutes. We've been on this phone, this, this phone for <laughs> like 50 minutes. I realized at one of your questions, I was like, I've been talking for 40 minutes already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I love it. You know, and it, it's a good conversation, you know, and it's, it's a conversation that I needed to have. And you, you've dropped so many gems about how to manage the relate, manage relationships with, a business partner or someone who's going to have an important role in building your personal business brand, what to look for. So accountability and reliability and having open and honest conversations. We talked about self-care. Everyone needs a self-care routine and it's different for everybody. You know, part of my routine, as I mentioned before, is puzzles. I like doing puzzles. Um, and it, it's, it's relaxing for me. And, you know, you have to find that thing that helps keep, helps keep your sanity point blank, you know, keeps you going and helps you to continue to show up in the world. Um, because all of us, like I mentioned to you, Vanessa, and, and with your responsibilities and all the people in your life that you have to show up to, you have to be able to show up for yourself first. Um, and so, you know, when we're on a plane, they always say, put the mask over yourself first before you put it over someone else to save their life. Got to save your own life. You know, we talked about employee engagement, how important that is and how gift giving is just one small piece of the employee engagement cycle, you know? And so, you know, you have to think about how do you show up for the people who show up for the brand and make sure you see them, you see how important they are you know, and looking beyond their performance. And so you got to know that, hey, I'm showing up for you in an entire, in an entire way and in a strict, with a strategic process. But don't be afraid to make um, Vanessa's business a part of that process. <laughs> so, <laughs> give better. Everyone loves gifts, you know. And so if Give Better Co. is a part of that process and is a, is a part of that employee engagement process, that's even better. And so um, those are just kind of a few of the gems that you dropped. And oh, one last thing. Being okay with walking away if your purpose is pulling you, you know, but also have a plan. And, you know, I can't, what did your mentor say about you built this business and you're now you got to be okay with driving it or. Yeah. Build the machine. machine and then trust the machine. Build the machine and trust the machine. And so, you know, those are just a few tidbits um, that I gathered. Um, Vanessa, you were incredible. And I'm so glad we had this conversation and I found you on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Internet friends, the best kind. <laughs> I'm so yes. glad <laughs> Thank you for having this conversation and um that's a wrap. Thank you for having me. This was so great. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. Until next time, be you and shine.